One of the best single player experiences this year swept under the rug by big Vladimir releases <laughs> like oh. Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, oh, yeah. Top and 10 of 10. Yeah. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, an enchanting tale about a lass, Celtic lass, trying to find the answers to her sorrows. Kelter Gelt. <laughs> Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 106. Senua's Sacrifice, probably in contention for my game of the year. Whoa! Or, honestly, yes. like I've, I, I, honestly, I could say the best single player experience I played all all year. But I have even better than Horizon. <clears throat> even better than Horizon. Horizon was a great game for for you. I mean, for particular. me, you were very for me. Very, I was really into Horizon. And even it had better those, than Assassin's Creed. And it had those game. Credo. It had those Credo. game hooks in it though that like grabbed me and I was like, all right, this is a game. I know how to play it. I know how to understand it. This is fun. Now, are you talking about uh, Hellblade? Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay, okay. Like Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, completely breaks down the game experience into an emotional and cerebral, like, puzzle. Like, the whole time you're like, how do I solve this? Um, how... It's like, weird. what is going on? They don't Can play I it like trust? a normal game. Like, when no. you start it, like, there's no... You don't know when you start playing, and there's no... They don't hold your hand. You don't know who you are? You don't know what's going on. You don't know the action buttons? Like, there's mm -hmm. no... There's no pop-ups on screen. There's no interface in the game at all. Nope. No HUD. Welcome to Games on Earth. This week, we're talking about some games we've been playing. Not Game of the Year. No. That's probably next week. When the year's actually over... Because there's been a lot of gaming going on. Game of the Year, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Ratatouille. The sequel. Have you played it? I'm joined by Jesse Brown. Jokesman. Uh, Jokesman, McGee. Banjo, uh, no, uh, Ukulele. That's the one. That's the new one. And Bradley Bichino. Hello. Hello. No, you guys seem too serious. I seem like a jokester. You are a jokester. A you are a jokester. We are a jokesmith. We are a jokesmith. All right, reintroduce me. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, certified joke smith or uh, Jesse Brown. No, I'm just a normal man now. Hello. You gotta, you gotta, to you gotta stand forward and do like a, 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 you know, more. I gotta be closer and, and quieter. And do like a, the radio voice. Uh, welcome to Games on Earth. This is a podcast about. That's a little too quiet. Um, you gotta project that quiet voice. Welcome to Games on Earth. It sounds too forced now. I can't. I can't be low and slow. I gotta be. All right. I see you can't take this seriously. You, you might as well go back to being a jokesman. Yeah. So I get to lean back and be loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Looks like you're uh, once a jokesman, always a jokesman. You know what, what they say about jokesmans? Uh, fall for a softman's bluff once. Shame on you. So Hellblade. Tell me about it, Brad. Okay. So Hellblade is a game developed by a team Ninja. called Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory. Ninja Theory, they were responsible for some titles like Devil May Cry. DMC. DMC. Devil May Cry. Very Devil May weird. Cry. I would have never known that. Yeah. So they have game experience, but what set this game off for them as like a huge risk was they wanted to tell a tale about where the heroine of the story itself suffers from a mental illness but in a way that is authentic and raises awareness about psychosis and people suffering with it. So they, they they present that right at the start too. They do in like an opening like line, kind of like how Assassin's yeah. Creed is like. This game was made by people with multiple beliefs and faiths and identities. Hell, uh, Hellblade says something like, "This is." Yeah. Like, like doctors and or whatever, like professionals. Yeah, it was really weird when I started that up and I was playing it. I'm like, what am I? What am I in for? I, <laughs> I, I, I it, it is a little intimidating too. 
uh, hearing like, oh yeah, she suffers from mental illness, and then having like a disclaimer, not a full disclaimer, but just like a PSA basically saying, you know, psychosis is real. If you'd like to learn more, go to hellblade, send you a sacrifice.com slash help, I think help what it was. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So r- r- right there gives them <laughs> like credibility. They, but the, what they did was they, they um, consulted with uh, psychiatric professionals and people, um, I think from... Recovery College, it's a uh, advocacy group for people who suffer from mental illness, and so they got first-hand experiences from actual people, and they designed them into the game as authentic as they could, mm-hmm. and they got feedback along the whole way from all these people, and they they got a really good response from it. Yeah, it was really interesting seeing the actual people when they would see what they put into the game based off of the information yes. that they gave. You when watched they were the like, feature app? Yeah, I did okay, afterwards. Yeah, there was an included like documentary about all of this that we're wow. talking about in the game right mm-hmm. on the main menu. It contains spoilers, so you I would... I mean, when spoilers. you start it up, it's like, it's like, hey, you should probably beat the game first yeah. before you watch this feature. Out. Wow. So, but it's really, it is super interesting. Yeah. I mean, like people who, like things that you wouldn't normally think of, like seeing different things in the same location at the same time. Yeah. Like, like they capture every sort of thing that, like anybody, like these people with psychosis, like things that they experience on a daily basis, like they implement it into the game in such a way that it's. It's it's understandable, or like you know, uh, like hearing voices like all around you, like the audio in the game Did is you, super intense. You have surround sound down here. It was perfect. Yeah. I played with headphones on. Yeah, and like I had to take the headphones off because yeah. it got too real. It, it got so real. Yeah, I know exactly. There's a part where it got so out of control between the voices that were going around me. And hearing my own self, because like you play, you play as the character. So when you're thinking, you're you are Senua. You, that yeah. that is who I am. So like as these insane voices are swirling around you and screaming, she starts screaming herself. I actually started to look around the room to make sure. I, was, like, <laughs> oh I thought there was like <laughs> demons crawling out of the walls. So, oh my god! Like it gets really intense, which is super funny because it felt almost horror esque at points. Which when I I never thought of this game as being a horror game, but right. Like, it gets really Me intense. Neither. I it didn't think so of this intense. game as a horror game either. So, yeah. about the game itself, like, what do you do in the game? What is the game? Like, you guys have described kind of, like, a lot of the interesting it, aspects and unique parts about it, but it's a third-person action game? No, it's not an action game. There's a lot of really good combat. There's a lot of puzzles. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, problem-solving. Okay. Um, third-person adventure. Yeah. How, what would you, yeah. It's, it's narrative-driven. <laughs> so, like... If I were to compare the pacing of this game, I would say it's like the order. Okay. It, it follows yeah. a rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a very good rhythm. So there aren't really any long periods of downtime, like exploring per se. The the periods between combat are like the narrative, the voices in your head taking control of the narrative. Whoa, yeah. So the, you're there's all there's almost always a voice in your head. And yeah, there are some moments when there's silence, and and it's it's very hard too because like it's almost like you're playing as Senua, and there's one main voice that's like narrating the story of what's happening to you, also followed by tons of voices of your. Self almost like you're yeah. like not but less. Is it self. someone telling the story of what Senua went through? So or? there's there's that in the background where somebody's telling the story of what's happening to Senua by by an, uh, uh, a character. Other characters. There's two other characters in the game that yeah. narrate. Okay, it, but they're more of little vignette memories. Yeah, and then there's another. Then there's like a whole group of like small voices which you would think of as yourself because they. 
they narrate things that you're doing where you'll you'll be walking and it'll be like, can you believe she's walking this way? What did you do? Why would you? Why did you? What do you think she would walk this way? Run! I don't focus. think she would go this way. Run! Focus! Yeah, she's like turn whoa. back, turn, turn back. back. She's going to die. She's gonna die. Yeah. What's gonna happen to us if don't, she dies? If she dies, well, what happened to us? Don't let oh us. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't yeah. Let us yeah. Die. Oh just my like god. panic. Like, oh my god. It, and that's like the. It creates like this panic in you as you're playing. Uh huh. Yeah. So like I didn't think of this as like a horror game, or like an and, action game, or it, like it's, yeah, it's kind it, of genre breaking a little. Well, not. It's weird, yeah. It's something. I, it's something I've never played before. Put it that way. Like it's yeah. not because even to say like it's like the order. Like the order is like the closest game I could ever compare to specifically because it's like a short campaign. Yeah. There's not a lot of replayability. There's no multiplayer. It's right. like you're playing the game for the story. It's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. Start, exactly. And then that's it. But the Order like felt like a video game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. The Order would seem like a old-timey uh, Gears of War yeah. sort of thing. This does not feel like a video game. This feels like you're like playing a difficult movie. Like, <laughs> a very difficult movie. A very difficult movie. <laughs> like some artist was like, I had an exhibition and was like, all right, Hello. Experience. experience. Welcome to my gathering. I'm going to boot four. <laughs> An experience. See you in Hellblade. See you in ten hours. See you in ten hours. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Okay. Time to beat. Time to beat. I know it's a little. It, it's Monday and it means nothing. It's not. I had. Anything, I, know I know it's a shorter game. It so. is shorter. Probably mm. time to beat. Like if you knew what you were doing and you were running everywhere, you could probably beat it in six to seven. I'm not hours. saying. I'm not saying like speed run. I'm just saying oh. like normal for a normal. How did you boy, do? Eight hours, but then I also had it where I left it on for at least an hour. Where because the first night that I played it, I played I put five hours into it on the first night. Yeah, and then but fell asleep for an hour. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep for an hour. I actually went upstairs and like watched half a movie with Laura and then came back down and turned it off and then the, the next day I finished it in approximately three hours. By the time it, by the time I finished the game, the Steam time read eight hours. Play. That's true. I think I might have left mine on. Yours mine is at was, 13 hours. Yeah. I um. You played but, through it twice, didn't you, Brad? No, or I like, only played through the first wing. It was much longer than I thought. Oh, because okay. Because people told me it was short. I was yeah. thinking four or five hours. And yeah. the way that it was progressing early on, I did not expect the second half of the game yeah. to be as long as it was. I thought I was halfway where by the time I got so to the it's this, Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that gets a little different. I'm still trying to like to determine like, what, what this game is yeah. in my mind. I'm still trying to get an idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll get playing, there. You're it, playing as this character, Senua, and you're moving through these areas doing puzzles. There's a lot of shit going on externally mm -hmm. uh, in the, with the character, but there's also combat. Could you like talk about the combat uh, for yeah. a second? Like, what does that entail? I watched, so, I watched you play a little bit, combat. Brad. It looked pretty awesome. So there's no... There, there's a soft lock, like targeting system. When you get in combat, you can. It's automatic. Yeah, too. you can you can just toggle the right analog stick to switch targets pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But you've got a dodge. You have a parry, which does not work against heavy attacks. Dodge ram, yeah. Um, you can do a quick attack, a heavy attack, and you can melee to kind of like throw okay. off balance. I did not block once in my entire playthrough. I use I, dodge for everything, and then heavy attack. There's a couple boss and, fights where you really... Yeah, I saw Brad do some pretty awesome blockings. I didn't do any blocking. The Hag Raven. I didn't block at the all. Raven Queen. All I did was dash around. I would dash around, and then just, like, light attack, heavy attack combo. The char Okay, so there's also, you can... Uh, the, the speed in this game is really slow. Yeah. And I... Uh, most of the game, I walked just for, because, I'm, like, I was so exhausted mentally. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't, like, rushing through this game running. Your running is more of a jog, and you hold a button down to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but in combat, you can do a charge. And the melee abilities change based on if you're running or not. And my favorite thing was the running heavy attack. Okay. Because it can smash through those dudes with... Other oh, big shields. shields. Yeah. Okay. But basically, it's very simple combat. Yeah. You don't have weapons to choose from. It's it's all martial, like, mm -hmm. combat. And I was blown away at how good it felt. Oh, yeah. Because the camera moves so well. 
mm-hmm. throughout the Very battlefield. Fluid. I've heard so some fluid. really good things about the animations. Like a lot of yes. people are saying, like best animation I've ever seen, kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say that's fair. W- block, uh, pairing projectiles or oh. just pairing anything. How the camera just dives around your shoulder and gets the parry and frame and just the glint of light. Is I, is so perfect. It like time slows. Yeah, I saw you like fighting a dude, and he would like throw an axe at you, and you'd like parry it right back. Yeah. And, like the camera motion looks so dynamic and awesome. That's when another that thing I never did. I never parried. I never blocked. You're just dodge I boy. A, I was a one hundred percent dodge boy. You could parry projectiles back. I at never them. did any of that. No. <laughs> I was such a fool. He didn't even know you could walk. My he just thing, dodged around my, the levels. My my favorite thing to do was. I would do heavy attack, heavy attack, light attack. So you would do like a, like, you would like swing, like, you'd slash through them and then like swing over. And then when you would do a light attack after that, you would spin around and do a backstab. Mm-hmm. And then it would, it would do an animation. So yeah. you'd do a backstab and then you'd flip around and do like a couple really big hits. And you could, like, a single combo would take out most normal enemies. Yeah. So that came out really cool. The thing that's really nice about the combat that I noticed immediately was the difficulty setting is automatically set to automatic. So when you play, the game, like, sizes you up and scales it to your ability. That's yeah. really cool. So the thing that I... This was weird for me because by the time I got to the end, I'm like, this just seems out of control because... It was so hard. Yeah, the final fight, like, there's, like, oh 12 guys God. in one location, and I... Not even that. The Fight before the final fight. No spoilers. Oh, are you talking about? Was unbelievably hard for me. I will. I almost failed the game at that point. At that point, my my the combat was never in the very beginning. I died twice to the combat, and those are the only two times I died to combat the entire game. The things that I died to the most of the game were the puzzles where it's yep. like where it's like you're on a time limit. If you don't do this Ugh. before the time limit ends, you're dead. Yeah. So that was really hard because Brad had like even in the game when you started, like it tells you like you you get like This is big. Yeah. This is a big part of the game and a huge part of why the default setting difficulty setting is auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Yeah. So every time you die, anytime you fail or die you have this rot in your arm grows further towards your head. It starts off in your wrist, and then it slowly goes up your like a forearm. princess Mononoke sort of thing. Yeah, yeah straight. Yeah, yeah just definitely. Black rot, and if it reaches your head, you lose all progress, and Senua's quest is over. You have to start the game over. That's super fucking cool. Yeah. Now, I'm curious how many times that's ever happened to somebody because that didn't happen to you or to me. There's a lot of parts in this game that I'm like, I don't want to play that again. Yeah. Because that was so stressful. Yeah. Like, there was a couple, there was a part where I failed twice immediately because I'm like, um, it's just something where you, you have to do it flawlessly. And if you don't do it flawlessly, you die. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, uh, like, like you have co- you have control over it when it's combat because it's like, oh, I can dash away, you know, and like catch my breath or like try to separate these enemies and get into it, you know. So like, it's frustrating when you die to just a, a non-combat. It's something that you feel like you don't have control over. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but I yeah, I really I I did have one issue with the game. And it was something where it was, like, it was game-breaking, and it wasn't the game... I mean, it was the game's fault, but um, (laughs) some of the doors are very finicky. So I had a part where I got to... um, you usually the game is set up where you have a bunch of areas or Mm -hmm. corridors and you'll have to open doors to go to the next area. And I had a situation where I cleared an area and I was like, okay, well, I have to go to this door to get to the next thing. And I would go to the door and hit the action button and nothing would happen. I would slide back and forth across the door (laughs) and like nothing, I couldn't get it. Hmm. I, I actually ended up turning off the game and reloading it, doing the entire area over again same exact issue, could not open the door oh, to continue. So then I had to go online and found a ton of, like, a huge community of people who were like, I don't know why I can't open this door right here. These are the runes I'm looking for. I cannot get through this door. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then, like, way down in the forum, somebody was like, if you stand in the center of the door and walk away from the door while you're 
tapping the action button, you'll eventually get to the point where you have to be at to get the door to open. Huh. So then from that point on, for the rest of the game, every time I would walk up to a, board, a door, I would just button mash. Just so uh. that, like, I would, like, cue it right when I was in the correct position. Huh. So, like, that... I don't want that to detract from the game, but right. I, I, did, I don't sailing remember anything ever like after that. that point. The the other criticism I've heard, I've heard there, yeah, there are a few bug things, but um, the other criticism I heard was that the com- the combat gets a little tedious because you're kind of limited by your options later in the game. You kind of yeah, you like the combat doesn't ever really change throughout. Like yeah, it doesn't escalate, and the only way the combat really changes is they just throw more enemies at you mm-hmm. and they come right. in like different like scales where it's like oh like your lowest level enemy you know and then you can like see like the tier two level enemy oh and then there's like tier three or tier yeah. four so between the beginning of the game it like starts you out on like the lowest level enemies and then it'll like scale you up so instead of fighting low level enemies you're fighting like mid-grade level enemies and then like high levels and then in the end it's like okay now you fight a handful of low levels and a mid level, and now it's like a handful of low levels and mid levels and some high levels, mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. like more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really. I think I, I don't know what they could have done to make it better, no. but but it sounds like you guys had a really. This sounds amazing. Like you've, mm. I, yeah. I'm I'm very interested in playing this game. Like holy shit. It's it was worth so it. good. I did not so want to play it. Seems like down. a very unique experience. I'm I'm kind of surprised you played it, Jesse. Why? Well, I it was a game that I was really interested I'm, in from when it came out, but my thought was like I was gonna get it when it was like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. And then that's what I figured. Santa Claus came through and he. <laughs> I I figured you were gonna wait, and I didn't want it to get lost in time. So it would I, have too. It, I, pro- it probably I, would have got lost in time. It checked every box on the Jesse Brown. It did, yeah. If I so if I had to give it a Jesse Brown rating, five of five, ten of ten, more ninety-eight more? out of a hundred. Ninety-eight out of a hundred. Nice, nice. Ninety-eight out of hundred specifically. Oh, I know you're. you're that door. Those, those doors. That door. That door <laughs> was like two points. A really bomb. It was because I think that was like like I said, it was like immersion breaking. Anything that's immersion breaking in a game is kind of hard, but it's gonna like, knock two points off. You're gonna lose two points if you break my immersion. <laughs> oh, that's you busted awesome. my immersion and. But it's something I'll probably play it again. Like this is one of the only games in the world that I think I would ever play a game or play again, specifically because it's like like I said, there's no replay value. But I would want to play this like with other people around. Like, like I would want to like, check this crazy thing out. Exactly. Like I'd like, be like, we, I would, I would play it. I wanted to come over I'd here watch and watch it. you play it. That's yeah. what I wanted to. I'd do. play it again for you. We, <laughs> you and I have both already beat it, and we yeah. want to just watch Let's it again. It. Brad, you played another experience. I did. Game. This one's much, even shorter than Hellblade. I don't want to call it an experience. This is, I don't. The whole yeah, it's not a, a experience. This is a game. We'll talk about that. What is it? I I I don't like the word experience and the way that no? it's used with VR and. Oh, v- I, I'm not talking about VR. I know, I know. Oh, but what? you said you had another. You played another experience. Wait, why don't you like that? Because I think it. Devalues what the game is because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just an experience." Oh, I see. So okay, yeah, VR experience has become kind of a. It was it was a twelve dollar game. I played a twelve dollar game called What Remains. (laughs) Oh yeah, that devalues. Wait, yeah, that devalues. No, that values it perfectly. It's it's very specific. This game was only twelve (laughs) dollars. You played a game called I called What Remains of Edith Finch. It was it won best narrative this year. For uh, uh, at the Game Awards, yeah, what, what is it? What console is it? Is it on all? It's platforms? on all. It's on PS4, PC. Um, it is another narrative-driven game. Very short. I beat it in 112 minutes. I sat down this, uh, yesterday morning and started playing it, and didn't get up once. And I just burned all through the whole all thing. the way through. I didn't even think about getting up to like go to the bathroom or anything. I've never even heard of this. What is it? It is a collection of short stories, uh, all told through the first person, and the narrator is a, Edith is Edith Finch, and she is the last living member of the Finch family, and the story develops like it show it goes through the family tree. Is she old or young? She's young. I think she's like <laughs> eighteen, nineteen. Um, but it's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
everybody, it, it goes through her family tree and tells short stories and the memories of them. But the one thing each story has in common is someone dies at the end. Like her family member or like a friend or... Family. She's the only, she's the last remaining so it's, member it of her like family. It's a collection of stories about how the, all, all the, the Finch family... All the family? The yes. whole Finch family Is died. Is it depressing? Is it uplifting? Both of those things. It, it weaves, it weaves things like depression and tragedy and... I can't believe my mother's love. dead. Finally. Oh, God. Like, I think the prevailing thing here is that that even though she's the last person remaining, like, there's this whole, from the very beginning, it's like, oh, the curse on our family. It's like... Stanley Yelnats. It's like, (laughs) it's about, like, getting over that and not focusing on... All of the tragic things in life. It's it's just a really emotional uh, story, and so, it does and, and and it doesn't break narrative once. the 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 narration is constantly going as you progress through the house that you return to. So is it like are you you play as this woman? Yeah. And it's like, yes. is it third third person first. or first first person? Mm-hmm. And you're just walking through a house and like finding these stories. Like you find like a picture frame or so yeah. or something. Yeah, you and pick it up and and the narration will continue. You found an old like uh, hus- it, hustler magazine. Yeah, yeah. does it change? <laughs> or like like if you like like could you play it again and it would be different than before? No. Oh, okay. I mean, you could do things in a different order a little bit. But I just bit, didn't know how it would change stuff. Like, no. like I'd like, oh, if you find the raven, it your is, father lives. But if you find the gopher, <laughs> you find the gopher. No. It is, it I don't know, like, 100% <laughs> scripted, but in a very, very good way. Like, it, it, it is a, a movie. It's just like the closest thing yeah. to it. Closest thing to wholesale. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Um, I wasn't. I. I. I it was got it a stylized? lot of praise. It. It was stylized. Okay. And there's a lot. It's very artistic game. A lot of very pretty visuals. And then even the house design, as you approach it, it looks like a old coastal house built in nineteenth century. But as you progress through the house, there's all these add-ons, <laughs> like additions to the house as the family got bigger and things get a little bit more surreal. As the game goes on, as the stories are being told, you're like, wow, this is not a normal game. The house also gets a lot more toy-like. And there's <laughs> just, it's just full of secret passages. A series we, of unfortunate yeah. events. And it's, all, it's like rel- uh, relevatory, sort of, right? Like, you, there's an like interconnected narrative to all these deaths, right? Like, or is it all, like, are they all separate? And you're They're kind all of- separate. I mean, the only interconnected thing is that um, her grandmother thought that their family was cursed. But oh, there's no, there's no dark force in the game. Okay, okay. It's all just like... You don't see a man in each of the no. memories. It's like... like no. <laughs> every time you like look at a picture frame, stranger. there's like a shadow that gets no. closer and closer to the person uh, that's in the it's picture. It's just like, how, how does a family... Like, they're... In the game, they're, like, nationally known. They're, like, of being, like, the most unlucky family. Uh, Damn. It's, it's, yeah, like I said, it's depressing. It's, it's tragic, but there, it's, like, a But you're still alive. She, she might. It's a phoenix, like, the Reborn from the ashes of her family. She broke the curse by killing the rest of her family. I will say this. She is 21 weeks pregnant. During the, it, it's not a spoiler. It it's no. I mean, you look down in the very first opening, and you're pregnant. Just yeah, she in real life. So, the thing is, she's trying to get closure to this thing she called family, while she starts her own because she's the only one left, and now she's gonna have a baby. Well, she I won't see. be the only one left. She's gonna expand that family again. Yeah, let's build the family back yeah. out. So, awesome. that that that's what it is, and it, it's. I recommend it. 
I got it for real cheap. And You've been on a, a real emotional games kick here. Like a, these are some impactful, you need some intense emotions. Brad. Good, good game. They, like, they were they appealed to me because they were shorter mm-hmm. titles, and I wanted to play. You through. wanted to pump up those numbers. You had rookie numbers, and you wanted. No, to- <laughs> I wanted to get away from. I needed mean, the last week of the year. He's got to pump them up. Yeah. I just need to get away from. The normal grind of the game. You, you, yeah. you don't need are, another 80-hour AAA title. No. Well, it's not even that. Like, Brad and I play a lot of... Like, when we when we play together, we play games without end in most instances. Like, Astroneer. Yeah, Astroneer, World uh, of Warcraft. Civilization. Skyrim. I, <laughs> like, I mean, Civ. These are these are games that you get no closure. There's no closure. There's no closure. There, there was a little closure can be last closure night. In yeah. Skyrim. Last night, we got some closure with Astroneer, just to bring that up real quick. But Brad and I uh, jumped in, and uh, we started a new world to check out the new updates, see how that's going, and holy shit, they have done, those changes that we talked about last week, they have... I want to play this game with you, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, you should play with us, but um, it's a different game now. It's a lot more difficult. It has much uh, much better progression. Um, it's a lot more stable, relatively. Yeah. Like it only It took like six hours to get unstable for us, as opposed to like one or two before. Like hosting a match, hosting a game, it gets even it gets then weird. you learn the the dance of death. Yeah, and how to avoid and the just, uh, the glitches and like yeah, just don't drive your cars in caves. Yeah, don't here. drive your car unless you want to go to the no, moon. No, no, don't drive your car in caves. Oh, but speaking of driving car, like that happened. Brad and I, we built this mountaintop fortress. We we basically hollowed out a mountain and got a bunch of batteries. Like got a trade post built up. And we went out on this big expedition after a certain point. Like, we, we had gotten to a point where it's like, our base is good, we're ready to go, do whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I found this satellite, I wanted to winch it up, so we're like, go through all this trouble to like, get all this... We did big, a lot of work. Did a lot of work. And now we were like, let's play. Let's play. And then, so we just went out in a direction, the, we were kind of trying to find our original home. Because when we first started playing the game, we got a home base, and then we moved to a mountain you see you first far away. Right? Are you talking about when you first started yesterday or when you first well, started like yesterday. started like the day before months yeah. ago? It was like the day before yesterday. Yeah, we, yeah. We had yeah. two play sessions. Okay. Yeah. But um we started you just start randomly on the planet and then we found a mountain way far away. We didn't even resettled. Know and resettled. But um we went out and it became this like six hour adventure of trials and tribulations of like getting stuck. Oh my god. Digging ourselves out. We didn't like, get falling up. down accidentally and then like Pulling it up and then someone dying. Pulling uh, up my I got, strap. I was standing outside of my car and like a fucking boulder came down and killed <laughs> me. And then I didn't know where I was, so it was like finding where we had gone. Already. I had to build beacons. Yeah, we had to put beacons out to try and find when where you we went. Died, you dropped the shit that you had. Yes. Okay. And you um, spawned back at the last back. habitat you had. Yes, yeah, way back habitated. at the base. So then I had to build another car, get like uh, generators on there, and. Drive back out and try and find where it was. And, and I have to just, survive. Yeah, and Brad has to survive during I'm a, all that. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm a lonesome. And we did that back and forth. Like, Brad died, I died, Brad died, I died. Like, I think four, we died f- twice each, right? I don't think I died from any physical yeah, you causes. Died from, I died from some died lateral, from supernatural, lateral dimensional uh, pulling. Yeah, Brad. Brad's got <laughs> pulled got from out. point uh, the the point zero zero comma one, zero uh, that point of the universe all the way to point infinity comma infinity. <laughs> he, got, he, he existed in both points I, at the I same time. I got spaghettified, Jesse. <laughs> oh, you were like, I, I know what you're talking about. My vehicle ended up in orbit. Yep. And I ceased to be. Yep. I don't know what happened. So Still people don't know. Yeah, his, his, his existence, consciousness became part of the universe. That happened uh, also at the very end of our journey. Oh my god, I flipped my car and I couldn't get out. I was stuck under my car. This oh yeah, that, oh yeah, and then you, before that, and when, uh, I got the, I remember I got the cars back after you had died and I came back and I found my way back. Remember the, the big train? Yeah. That was really a triumphant moment. That was, that was, that was a mission started again. So we lost both, like Brad, oh. Brad died and I had to just get back with the cars and I t- put all four of the cars we had together and had like a train and, and made my way back somehow, but, but after Brad that, after that, what happened that made me fling off? We we went back we, searching. We right? well, I, I flipped my vehicle and I got stuck underneath it. Yeah, so you're like, oh okay, I can f- flip you, 
and all the tricks that normally would work weren't working. Yeah, normally, like, we'd connect the two vehicles together, like, my vehicle to his, and I'd try and, like, pull them out mm-hmm. and flip them both together to try and, and then, like, pull him out of the ground. And then you were like, maybe I could just ram you out or, like, push you out with my vehicle, and then you just started driving into my vehicle, and then all of a sudden you vanished. And you on, drove right on my through. screen, I suddenly, everything became just stars, like, blinking really fast and shuddering, and yeah. it was... So it was like his car was like a gateway? Like Suddenly it, I was in the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, blasting through the cosmos. Did you find the monolith? And then I was a mass of car and astronaut. Like, blending together in... A mastronaut, and if you will. And slowly, uh, in like three minutes, over the span of like three minutes, the car reformed itself, and my astronaut did too, back into a coherent thing, and I was just flying through space in my car. And then I got out of my car, and like, the air tube connecting me to my car split into like a million pieces, <laughs> and like, 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 scattered. It was more, less light. like space, or, uh... Space Odyssey, and more like Interstellar when he's yeah. going through the wormhole. Yeah. It was just like... So you got trapped behind the, the cabinets? Or you got I, tra- I was beyond the cabinets, <laughs> and my character stabilized eventually, um, and we had this really... This orchest- orchestral music playing. Oh, it was like some, so perfect. Some, we'll show you the video. This orcish orchestral. This orchestral music was playing the whole time. It was just like this intense moment. And so I was just like, I, I got out of my car as this orchestra, it's like swelling and stuff. I get out of the car, start taking everything out of my backpack one at a time and like leaving it in like the subspace and just wandered off into the cosmos and suffocated and died. And, died. and it was this beautiful, magical moment and I beat the game. That's what that means. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> now I can understand what you said when you, or what you meant when you said that you Beat astronaut closure. Well, because he died in space, and I died trapped underneath my car because I was alone and nobody could help me get out. And yeah, so we both died. Now there's a planet out there with a working. So couldn't you like solar system uh, panels and couldn't power you, like, system? Dig, yeah, couldn't, could, no, but couldn't you like dig no. the ground underneath? He no, was, was he was stuck. glitched. I was glitched stuck, stuck in the vehicle. So in the oh, vehicle. okay, okay. And I was glitched stuck in the infinity. Um... So you could have responded and then yeah, technically again, I could have went yeah, like, into we, and yeah. we did, but we I was just like Derek. I don't know how we can go back to playing. I don't know how we could go back to our base after what just happened. Yeah, it was that like was, the end that of the car is there. It'll kill us all. No, it, it wasn't like that big of a letdown. It's just like nothing would match the experience of us watching Derek float off into the cold, expansive. Dark. There was no planets space. left. There was nothing. It was nothing just but stars. Boy, like how My do you God. go back after that experience? After My God, it's full of stars. You don't go back. How how can you go back to your mundane life of shirting out engineering blueprints and <sighs> harvesting minerals? This has been Games on Earth. You can't. Thank you so much for listening. You can't. You can't go back. You can't listen. Next week will be a new year. And we may discuss the events of the previous year. And our favorite games that we played in them. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Kyle Lanstra for the intro-outro music. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining. This is probably the most serious episode we've ever Very done. Very serious. Yeah. Lives. There was some bits of Joke Man spaghetti in there, but it was... I would say it was fairly serious. Probably one of the most serious we've ever done. Hellblade. Hellblade. So good. Very good. Seriously. Yeah. Gotta that's a gotta have it size game. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, uh what do you guys have on your plates for this next coming week? Like what's next for you now? Both of you. Uh, all three of us. Um I uh I know. I might actually uh play well, the Wolfenstein series. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you been playing the Old Blood? I haven't started it yet, but okay. I got all three of them. All three games. It's worth it. You played the f- the f- the, the first I, one that came out, right? I didn't play it to completion. Okay. And I know there was some DLC to it. Did you... Who, who did you... Who did you choose? 
your first kill about? I know you didn't finish, but who who did you choose? Oh, who do I who who to kill or who to or who, who to save? Either or. I mean, did you save Fergus or did you save the other one? I don't even remember. Fergus that. was the old guy, right? Fergus was the old guy. I saved Fergus. So did I. Same here. I didn't save Joe Schmo. No. I don't even know his name. I don't know either. What is his so, name? what about you, Jesse? What are you playing? Um, I demolished uh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War. I beat the Shadow Wars. You beat Senua's Sacrifice. I beat Senua's Sacrifice. But with the Shadow Wars, I love that game so much. I don't know why. Because it is rinse and repeat. Like, it does get so repetitive at the end. Like, you do this castle defense shit, and you do it, like, a hundred times. Yeah, a zillion times. There's ten fucking, ten fucking stages of the Shadow Wars, and they escalate so much. Like, I, I want to do the math and see how many times you actually have to do these castle defense things. But I still love the game so much, I did them all. So now I'm actually at the point where I'm actually just trying to get the platinum trophy because I only have, like, five trophies left to get. Mm -hmm. I've got to do stupid shit like kill a drake while riding a graug. <laughs> or, like, make a blood brother kill another bro kill his blood brother. Oh, Jesus. Or, like, kill a captain while riding an olog. Yikes. Um, I will say, I did have a, quite a few crazy glitches in that game. Like, so many weird glitches you, like... Glitch, more glitches than you would expect to have with a, a game that should be polished. Like, I had... Like, I'm sorry, I know I'm adding this in on the, the tail end, but yeah, I think... Yeah, the, the music's still, still, still swelling, that's the, fine. The, the music's swelling. I had it where most of the time when I play the Ologs, that if I have, like, an Olog as a captain, for some reason their faces just look like potatoes. Their faces won't <laughs> So they just look like these... Play-Doh faced monsters, um, <laughs> like putties from Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. Like for, I don't understand why it's only the Olog characters. Um, I had it several times where audio wouldn't play, but it would be in a situation where there would need to be audio. So like, whenever you get into an encounter with a captain, they like give you their spiel where they're like, "Aren't you? Aren't you kind of sick of those spiels?" Yeah, like so I'm getting a lot of repetitive spiels. spiels. Yeah. I'm getting definitely a lot of repetitive spiels. But I've had it where. A captain will like come up and he'll like it'll do the animation of him like Spieling? dancing around, but there will be no audio and his mouth won't be moving. He's just like <laughs> leering at me like, for like a minute straight. I'm like, what the fuck? Or I've had it where I where I cleared a castle, like or I took over um like these like places that that you in invade or whatever, and I took over one and it didn't show me coming out of the top, like, after you beat it. Like, it didn't show me walk out. It just showed, like, the veranda. I had that. I had that happen to me, too. So, like, or it's I'm like, like, do I need it, to, like, restart And this? then it's just, like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, it's just showing this, like, lookout point of this castle after you take it. And then I'm like, nothing. I was just, I'm like, like waiting. Like, yeah, I waited forever because, like, I know he gives a big speech. I'm like, I'm going to wait till like, the point where I think he would be done with the that speech. That happened to me after, like, such an intense battle. I was like, oh, I finally got it. It was, like, it was like my second conquering. And then it was just, like, nothing at the top. I was like, something should... At first I thought, like, it was like, oh, a different cutscene. Yeah. It's like something else is going to happen. Nope, just, nope. We're just looking at Where this. am I? <laughs> oh my god. And then I had one yesterday too where I was jumping onto a wall on a conquest as the wall was destroyed and it just Kills trapped you. me on the oh. wall. It didn't kill me. I was just like trapped on Worst the wall. Worst thing about that game, I think, is when those walls go down, if you have any commanders near them, yeah. they die instantly. Why? You ever have that happen? No. Oh, really? Oh, I've never I had that happen. Like, I, because you, you, like... My captains would be climbing the wall, then the, my grog dudes would knock the wall down. Yeah. And then my captains who were climbing it die. Oh, okay. I maybe never they, had maybe that. They, maybe they patched it out by now, but... They may when have. I, when I played it, that happened every time. And then I stopped using those wall breaker dudes, because I couldn't, because every single time I did, You're all your it, captains instantly, it instantly killed any of my captains who were on the wall. Yeah, that seems like it would be a pain in the ass. <laughs> it was such, such bullshit. It was like my best friend, like, loot guy, yeah. like, who, the poetry man. Yeah, I did one of those. He, I made him my overlord for a while. Uh, yeah. Until so I wanted anyway. killed off so I could raise my rating. All right, Derek, what about you? What are you doing? I, under the recommendation of Chris Conlon, uh, picked up Hollow Knight. 
He has a lot of good things to say about it, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I'm also playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, and oh. I'm having a really good time shooting lasers. And uh, are you? Did anybody else get that? Like, do, anybody that we know? Did, nope. You riding solo? Riding solo, but I, I love it. Like, I love the Han Solo. It's for me. It's all about flying them X-wings, for flying you? the Tie Fighters. I'm a big Tie Fighter fan. You're saying for you, it's all about and Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren's it's all about cool. Adam I'm, I'm actually a pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of Kylo Ren as a bad guy. I think he's he's probably Star Wars' best villain. Kylo uh, Ren. I think he's the best villain Star Wars ever had besides Darth Vader, because um, he's uh, he's actually a conflict. He's a character. Uh, every other villain in Star Wars is just a, a, a insidious. I'm a plotting bad boy. Ugh. I will say I've even never Darth seen... Vader's not very really personable, but I mean, bullshit. Fuck the fuck the prequels. I just mean like in the original ones, like he's he has a presence that's very unique. And what about Count Dooku? Tell me how you feel about Count, Count Dooku. Dooku's a piece of shit. He does, his plans don't even make sense, and then he just gets his head lopped off. Mm-hmm. Like is do it. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. It's Do stupid. It. Count Dooku's... <laughs> he's, he's got a limp dick lightsaber, and... Hee-hee-ha. Hee-hee-ha. Hee-hee-ha, you know? I think Count Dooku's a piece of Dooku, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit! Tell me how you really feel. Okay, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably play some other games. Oh. I didn't just say what I was gonna play. I'm gonna play Mafia 3 and the newest installment of... Meow. Uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. There I don't want to play that. Do you I have Do you have it on digital or do you have digital? Oh, I okay. bought it on for, on sale. I got it online for fourteen bucks. Oh, I should check that out. I've been wanting, I've never played an Uncharted I game. I thought it was gonna be like a twenty dollars short story, but it's actually like a it's a full game. game. It started out as a DLC for four, and yeah. then became its own game. So and it a lot a of people are game. saying a lot of people are saying they like it more than Uncharted Four. Really? Because Uncharted like, 4 was like the best of the Uncharted series well, I've ever played. The like, reason... It is so emotional. It is I, so the emotional. The reason I'm interested in playing it a lot is because uh, it's a whole new cast, and it's not really related to... It's not really a new cast. No, no, like, I mean, char- like, their character... But, like, you're not playing as Nathan Drake. No, you're not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're playing and, as two characters who are in the... Well, you're, I don't know if you're playing both characters, but... The two main characters from They're the side game. characters from the initial quadrilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Games on Earth. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Jesse, take us out. Tell us the story of uh, Middle Earth Shadow, Shadow of uh, War 3. Shadow of War 3. Shadow of uh, War Door. I'm curious what they're going to do with anymore. So Shadow of War 3. Shadow of Shadow, a- Area Door. Shadow of War ends after everything like shadow of war ends after the ring has been brought back to mount doom and destroyed and sauron's been defeated and you are finally free of the shadows of war yeah, that's a that's a spoiler that's not a, I, that's not a spoiler okay like no i i didn't say any naughties okay because if people know that's happened, if you've ever watched Lord of the Rings movies, you know that I shit happened. No, I only I, watched I, the I first two. You didn't spoil anything for me, because I have no idea what the, new, the so, Shadow of War is about. So Shadow of War 3 is where you decide that you want the world to be back in turmoil. Oh, you, no! You've decided You're like, that Sauron, he was right all along. Sauron was right all along. He had the right idea. I miss conquering all of these orc captains. I miss now, having these capitals and these. And now the elves are gone. The elves are gone. Got rid of them. Shit. Finally, they all got on their. My rings are gonna be safe and pure, uh, and no one will ever break them. So. I'm going to make a brand new orc army made of only Ologs and Graugs. And then what uh, you do is you actually destroy Mount Doom so that even if somebody did get a hold of your rings, they couldn't break them. Fucking smart, dude. Fucking break the source. Break the source, Sauron. Finally, Sauron. I don't know why he didn't just fill that in with cement. Yeah, cement that clothes. Close off that mountain. I don't know why he didn't do that. I don't know what the fuck you... Or like put a guard there? 
Yeah. Frodo and Sam literally walk into Mountain Doom. Yeah, like... Like, they walked into that chain. Nobody stopped them at that point. The funniest thing is... Like, they climbed up the mountain and got right in, like, the main zone, and there's nothing there to stop them. In the movies, I think their hardships were much greater the further away they were from the mountain. Yeah. Like, the further away they were from the mountain, the harder it was for them to get there. No, Frodo and Sam's time in Mordor was pretty fucked up. Like, they went through some shit. Well, like... They both almost died. Shishilab. Frodo went kind of crazy. Yeah. Sam held the ring for a while, which fucked him up for life. He seemed fine, actually. He seemed, but in the the epilogue, it does say that, like, Sam was kind of fucked up later in life because he... Because he held the ring? For, like, a few days. Really? While, while Frodo was tied up with in Shelob's web, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so Sam because he seems like was, such a such a normal guy. Yeah, so like like in the prologue, like he kills his whole family. And yeah, he's like, man, should have worn that ring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Is that true? No, he doesn't kill his own family. He I just, know he doesn't kill. He his just own. has like nightmares or something. I forget what it exactly is, but I know he's he like daymares. He's he's he gets kind of fucked up by it still. Hmm. Anyway. Well, that's sad. Yeah. He, he doesn't a, he deserve a, that. Sam was a ring bearer. The funny thing Mr. was... Mr. Frodo! The, the funny thing is, like, by the time it ended, I'm like, why Mr. don't they Frodo! just have Sam carry the ring? I feel like Frodo should have been Sam's they should have. They should have done uh, alternating days. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made more sense. But then sense. at the end, they would have both been fucked, probably. Yeah. Because even at halfway through the journey, Frodo was, like, like tripping out to Nazgul's and stuff. Yeah, that's true. So if they were both at that point in Mordor, I don't think they would have made it. I, I, think, think, they, I think he needed Sam to be... Like, strong-willed, like, fully powered up. Like, 100% Sam. Yeah. Sam was the hero the whole time. He yeah. was. Frodo was just the fucking... Frodo was just Frodo, the mule. Frodo was the briefcase. He was yeah. the mule. Yeah, he was the he mule. He was the mule. I think, in the end, I wish I would have seen that they did take turns and they swapped off every other day so that they both went equally insane. And then they, instead of going to Mount Doom, just found a deep, dark cave all by themselves. <laughs> so that there were, like, three golem characters <laughs> in the end. And they were like... Uh, Our precious. Yes. All three of them, they were like, No, I don't but know. they don't share that shit. I think if Frodo and Sam shared the ring, they'd kill each other. One, yeah. of them, one of them would kill the other, well, take maybe, the ring. Maybe. Golem would kill the, the remaining one. Yeah. I was just like, the say, opportunist fuck he is. I was like, you know what? He, I mean, even he the, should hold the ring for until he turns into a golem, but, like, Golem had the ring for, like, hundreds of years. Isn't it at the end, like, he? Frodo's like, no, I'm not going to throw it in the fucking lava until yeah. Golem comes and, like, bites his finger off. Yeah, and then it, like, falls into the lava. Yeah, yeah Golem, and Frodo's yeah. like, no! Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're both like And then Sam's goof. like, Mr. Frodo! Yeah, they both pull a real goof troop move on that one. Spoiler. 